When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2352, Dangerous Ideas. What if everything we thought was true about productivity was wrong? By Cal Newport of calnewport.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. I'm going to jump right into today's post as we optimize your life. Dangerous Ideas. What if everything we thought was true about productivity was wrong? By Cal Newport of calnewport.com. The Surprising Hardness of the Simple. I just observed something distressing about my behavior. The absolute most simple component to my productivity repertoire is to keep a notebook and a pen within reach at all times. In the standard GTD canon, this allows me to immediately capture any tasks or ideas that pop to mind. In theory, this basic behavior, taking a notebook out of my backpack when I sit down, should present no difficulty. What task could be more simple? All I have to do is move my arm literally just a few feet from my bag to my desk. No thinking is required. No more than three to five seconds transpire. No sweat. Many times, however, I can't stand the thought of it. In fact, as I write this, such an occasion just occurred. I returned to my office after lunch, sat down, and found that every ounce of my being was resisting this trivial act. I had to fight to rally the energy to get out that notebook. And this is a fight I often lose. The problem with the hardness assumption. This observation contradicts a lot of what we assume about productivity. We like to imagine that the difficulty of starting something is in linear proportion to the difficulty of a task. When we see write term paper on a to-do list, we know that we have our work cut out for us to overcome the urge to procrastinate. Something simple, on the other hand, like take a notebook out of your backpack, should be a breeze. But it's not. To my continual consternation, the simple and hard, at times, can be equally difficult to get started. And this causes trouble. The core of most modern workflow management systems depend on the use of easy habits to support and simplify the hard If these gradated designations fail, so does perhaps many of the claimed benefits of these systems. Toward a more realistic theory of motivation. The obvious question remains, what does explain our varying motivation levels? I don't really know, but it's likely quite complicated. One thing I have noticed, however, is that I tend to move between grooves and slumps. When I'm in a groove on a certain type of work, it's relatively painless to switch between tasks within this same type. 
For example, if I'm in a blog groove, it's easy to knock off tasks related to the blog. This is similar to Mihai Csikszentmihalyi's flow state, but not quite the same. In a groove, you're able to move between many different tasks within a broad type, whereas flow typically refers to your concentration during a specific activity. The slump is the evil twin to the groove. It describes a general period of low energy where anything beyond desultory email checking seems impossibly distant. What's key is that in both situations, the hardness of the task at hand plays a minimal role in determining my motivation to tackle it. The key is not only that I'm not in a slump, but also that I'm in the right groove for the type of work I face. The important questions. If this general model holds universally, it begs some interesting questions. For example, how do you avoid slumps? How do you jump from a slump to a groove? How do you know what groove you are in? Is it possible to jump from one groove to another? Do we have any control over what grooves we land in? And if not, does it hold that the optimal workflow is one in which you learn to identify and then extract the maximum amount of work out of whatever groove you happen to be in? From control to accommodation. I'm fascinated by these questions, but I have no real answers. It seems that the general paradigm shift at play here is one away from rigid control over your entire workday and toward one where you acknowledge a big part of your motivation is out of your control. And the best you can do is be aware and leverage what you face each day. For future reading, there are no doubt relevant lessons in Csikszentmihalyi. There's probably also a lot to be learned from Jim Lohr and Tony Schwartz's work on energy management. I leave a more rigorous examination of these issues as future work. For now, however, as I sit and ponder the notebook that sits beside me and the Herculean struggle that preceded its arrival in this position, I can't help but feel a slight shiver of discomfort. Maybe the whole productivity game is much more elusive and much more non-deterministic than we would like to believe. You just listened to the post titled, Dangerous Ideas. What if everything we thought was true about productivity was wrong? By Cal Newport of calnewport.com. Thank you to Cal. You might come out of this thinking, what, this post says I have no answers, so what's the takeaway here? I really think it's important to simply know or be aware of what state you're in. Awareness, I think, plays a huge factor in our overall happiness and acceptance of life. After tracking my daily mood for six months personally, this is becoming more and more clear to me. Even when circumstances are amazing and I can't quote unquote complain, it's not sustainable to consistently have days that are like an eight out of 10. And again, that's even when things are great. Life just doesn't work that way. There always will be those slumps that he talked about. They're not easy to get out of. And simply knowing what state we're in can change that from like a two out of 10 day to like a five. We can say to ourselves, that's one of those days and simply not expect to finish everything on our to-do list that day, which is totally fine by the way. And of course, we're talking moderation because if we say that every day for months or years, then that's a bigger problem to be addressed. But day to day, if we can be aware of our current state or even season of life, which happened to be a theme of this week, well, then that's a good place to be. 
So something to think about as we head into the weekend. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.